0: On? Yes. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. Can't do anything unless my wife tells me to. Praise God. Amen. But um, good evening. Praise God. Wednesday night, Bible study. Praise the Lord for that. Um, glad to be in front of the Word of God again. Praise the Lord. And to um, share the Word of God with whomever is sharing it with us tonight amen amen Amen. we just praise god for the opportunity to to do it praise the lord and um we continue to amen as we we're going through some things amen Mm -hmm. glory to god um individually um as families as a nation um just continuing to go through so many things uh, but isn't it a blessing as a child of God to know that you have the God of all salvation on your side? Amen. Um, because in times like these um, with so much going around and so many things that can or have the potential to get us off track mm-hmm. um, we have a God who has an unchanging hand and if we hold on to Him um, then No matter what is going on around us, we will be secure in the will of God for our lives. And we'll be standing on a rock that we can depend upon. Amen. Amen. Um, And we need that. And so uh, it's part of the, what I'd like to call the advantage of knowing God. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. And so don't squander your advantage by thinking and falling in line with how others around us may be thinking and and so forth. Remember who you are in God. You are a child of the King. Praise God for that. Amen. Amen. And um, we have a faithful Heavenly Father, um, especially in times like these. Amen. Amen. And so we praise God for it. So we praise God for Bible study tonight. We're going to continue, um, for, for uh, where we started, uh, on last week, uh, we were talking about building a foundation of faith mm-hmm. and we're going to continue with that on this week. Again, we're people of faith and, but faith doesn't just automatically, we don't just automatically become giants in the faith or people of faith, amen, um, who are walking out the word of God. It's a process. Amen. And so uh, we we talked about some things last week. We will touch upon them on this week uh, and then move forward um, from there. Praise Amen. God. Um, this week we're going to be in Genesis chapter 12, uh, verses 1 through 3. And so if you have your Bibles, you can turn there with us to Genesis chapter 12. 1 through 3, we're going to read those scriptures. At least we're going to start there. Um, Last week, we were in Matthew chapter 7, and we read verses 24 through 27. And it was the comparison of the wise man who built his house upon a rock and the foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And Jesus said, the one who hears my word and listens to it, obeys it, heeds it, is like the wise man who builds his house upon a rock. The one who doesn't heed the, what Jesus is teaching is like the foolish man who builds his house upon the sand. Both men, both houses experience a storm where rain and wind beat up against the house and um, The man who built his house on the rock through obedience unto Jesus, his house continues to stand. The man who did not obey heard the word but didn't obey it, his house fell. And so we we talked about that last week and we said that we want to be like that wise man. But we have to put the word first. We have to meditate on the word. Right. As God told Joshua to meditate on that word day and night. Um, and we have to say the word because we have the spirit of faith. We believe we also speak. Uh, and then lastly, we say we have to do the word. We have to yes. be doers of the word. So those are just some sort of foundational things to get us started. Right. To understand it's a process mm-hmm. that building a foundation of faith is an active process, right? We have to put the word first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's a choice we have to make. We have to meditate on the word. That's That requires our involvement in activity. We have to speak the word out of our mouth, yeah. but we can't do that yeah. until the word gets into our heart in abundance because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And then we have to do the word, which means we have to walk out that word in obedience. So you can see it's a, it's it's an active, the, the life of faith is an active life. Amen. Yes. It's yes. not one where we're just inactive and we come to church and we hear some good teaching and we sit there and we wait for the blessings of God to fall out of the sky. It doesn't work that way. We have to be active as we build the life of faith and see the promises of God come to pass in our lives. Amen. Um, so again, Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 through 3. Let's pray first, praise God, and then we will begin. Praise the Lord tonight. Father, we thank you tonight, and we just give your name, praise and glory and honor. We love you, Lord, and we just thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to come before you, to come before your word, and to be built up in our most holy faith. We pray now that the Holy Spirit of God will lead us and guide us into the truth of your word, O oh God. We pray for revelation. Yes, we pray God. for inspiration. We pray for encouragement and of strength. Build us up, O oh God, and give us a heart of wisdom, O oh Father, in the name of Jesus. Yes, God. And Father, we thank you right now, O oh God, for depositing your word in us and teaching us your more excellent way. Father God, I pray blessings upon everyone under the sound of my voice. Yes, Lord. And Father God, I pray that you will bless me as well, O oh God, simply to do your will that you may be glorified in the eyes of the people. All glory, all praise, all honor belongs unto you. We give it to you now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so we're in Genesis chapter 12, praise God. And um, let's look at verses 1 through 3 together. It says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house and unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Let's continue reading down to verse 5. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. So let's stop there um Abraham amen uh if we're going to talk about building a foundation of faith it's it's appropriate for us first of all we know that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith mm-hmm. so everything starts with God we know that mm-hmm. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith um but i believe we get some real inspiration um in Allowing the author and finisher of our faith, the Lord Jesus Christ, to build us up in faith by looking at Abram or Abraham. Uh, The Bible tells us that Abraham is our spiritual father. Yes. Um, In in Romans, I'm just turning here so I can read the scripture. But in Romans chapter 4, in verse number 16, Paul says, therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end. The promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also, which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of Mm -hmm. us all. So Abraham is the father of all of us who are part of the family of God. He's the father of the faithful, the spiritual father of the faithful. And, you know, this call of Abram, which, you know, many of us are familiar with in Genesis chapter 12. We just read some of the scriptures there. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe um, gives us some real solid guidance on how we can develop. That foundation of faith that we need. Mm -hmm. We need faith, glory to God, Mm -hmm. Um, to live in this world right now. um, And it's not even just right now. It's all the time, right? (laughs) God said the just shall live by faith. faith. Mm -hmm. Not might, not if you want to, (laughs) shall. That's, that's, That's how we live. And where does faith come from? Faith comes from the word of God. Mm-hmm. So we have to live according to this word of God. But again, it 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 just doesn't happen, right? Because the word is spiritual. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, "The words I speak are spirit, and they are life." Oh, yes. And so our natural mind doesn't just adhere to the word of God. It can't. That's why our mind needs to be renewed, yeah. be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, because it's our renewed mind right. that latches onto the word of God. Mm-hmm. And it's our renewed mind that understands the word of God. And it's our renewed mind that puts into action the word of God. Um, so it's something that it's, we come back to that word again. It's a process. It's, it's, it's certainly a, a process. And so let's look at Faithful Abraham because I think we'll learn some of the steps of the process that will help us um, along our journey. So verse, verse number one of, of chapter 12 of, of the book of Genesis tells us that the Lord said to Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Now, and then... Uh, And then in verse 2 and 3, God makes seven promises to Abram. Mm
1: -hmm. He
0: says, I'm going to make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee. I'll make thy name great. You shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, curse them that curse thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So he made seven promises Mm -hmm. to Abram. But those promises... That he made came on the heels of you gotta leave. <laughs> right? You you have to get, and look what he said get thee out, get thee from, and get thee unto, right? Mm-hmm. Get thee out from thy country, get thee from thy kindred, and get thee unto a land. So God called him out, called him from, and called him unto. And for many of us, amen, we have the same experience, whether we realize it or not, that God is calling us out, he's calling us from, and he's calling us unto. Mm -hmm. God is not, God didn't save us so we can stay right where we are. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's why one of the biggest deceptions that the enemy sometimes um, is successful in, in, in getting over on Christians is this idea of God loves me just the way I am. <laughs> One, and again, it's such, it's so deceptive because there's some truth in it. Yes, God does love you, <laughs> and yep. He loves you where you are right now. Mm-hmm. But He doesn't want you to stay right, right. <laughs> right where you are, or just as as you are. Right. So the idea that just as I am. To the, to the extent that it suggests you can stay that way, that's the lie. Right. Because God is calling us, when he says, be ye transformed, <laughs> he's saying, I want you to change. Yes. God wants us to change. Um, and so, you know, so here, God is calling us out from things. You know, it may be out from a physical location. It could be out from an attitude that we have. It could be calling us out from habits that we have. But God is calling us out from wherever it is that you and I may find ourselves. And he's calling us unto something else. God is always on the move. Jesus said, my father is always working and I too must be at work. Jesus is working. The father is working. And what's he working on? He's working on us. Mm-hmm. He's working on us to conform us to the image of the son. And so that's why complacency and faith don't mix. We can't ever get complacent with where we are. Mm-hmm. I think we've arrived or I think that, you know, it's over, you know, or, and, or, or we can just now rest on laurels or just rest because we're tired or whatever god's always calling us he's calling us higher he's calling us forward he's calling us out he's calling us from he's calling us unto now um god made these sevenfold uh blessings uh, uh on abraham right i'm gonna make thee a great nation i will bless thee i will make thy name great and so forth I think, you know, one of the things we have to realize, and I, and, and it may seem as if it's pompous, mm-hmm. but you have to know, for example, that these blessings are on your life. Mm-hmm. And in fact, let, let's, let's hold our finger there and let's go to the book of Genesis. Because I don't like to just say stuff. But what does it make what I say? Praise the Lord, Amen. It's like Genesis. Wait, why, why are you? I said Genesis, that? Galatians. <laughs> you thought know, I had a different Bible, right? That I got Genesis all the way in the, toward the back. Praise God. Excuse me. <laughs> I got a new version of this of the Bible, Amen. Galatians, Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, Galatians chapter three. Amen, Let's go to Galatians chapter three. Um, and, uh, let's look at verse nine. It says, so then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Yes. Amen. And so listen, if we're people of faith, we're blessed. The scripture says, a- amen, mm-hmm. with faithful Abraham. Yes. Right. We're blessed with faithful Abraham. We saw how Abraham was blessed. We got a sevenfold blessing on his life, right? And let's go to verse 13. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. And why did Christ become a curse for us? Verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, Abraham's blessings include right being made righteous right god yes. imputed unto him righteousness right mm-hmm. um, because he believed god right right and so that's a blessing mm-hmm. to be in right standing with god mm-hmm. and isn't that a part of our blessing yes. right mm-hmm. that we're uh in, in right standing with god um but also too those other blessings that i you I'll bless those who bless you curse those who curse you I'll make your name great and Mm -hmm. so forth Those are part of our heritage too as spiritual descendants of Abraham Uh, Jesus went to that cross or as it says here he hung on that tree so that the blessings of Abraham might come upon us Mm -hmm. and so I believe that One of the things we have to do we have to get radical. We have to get bold. We have to you know walk in confidence As it relates to the promises that God says are ours in Christ and that are our descendants of Abraham. And so we need to be able to stand flat footed without blinking or stuttering and say, I'm blessed. Yes. Amen. I'm blessed. I'm not trying to get blessed. I'm not struggling to get blessed. I'm not hoping to get blessed. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. You know, wishing to get blessed. I'm blessed <laughs> already. Amen. Why? Because God told me I'm blessed. He told me that I am blessed. That they which be of faith are blessed. Yes. With spirit, with faithful Abraham, He tells us that we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Mm-hmm. Done deal. Christ uh, hung on that cross. That the blessing of Abraham. You know might come on us right um, and you know if you go again in in Galatians chapter 3 at the end of the chapter uh, in verse 29 it says if you be Christ you your Abraham seed and heirs according to the promise we talked about before how we were heirs with with, with God and joint heirs with Christ and how mm-hmm. Christ has right mm-hmm. he made an open show of the devil all the power and heaven and earth is in his hands and mm-hmm. all the rest of that And we're heirs of all those things. So the idea that we are struggling to be blessed is a lie that the devil's peddling. Mm -hmm. And we have to take this word of God and confess it over our lives, stand on it, believe on it, act on it, and, and declare, I'm blessed. Yes, Amen. I'm already blessed. And that's not being pompous. That's not being arrogant. That's actually being humble because you're submitting whatever your will may be And you're saying, I'm saying what God says. Mm. That's true humility. We talk about it all the time. Not my will, your will be done. Mm -hmm. And God's will is revealed in his word. And his word says you're blessed. His word says I'm blessed, that we're blessed. So you know what I say? You know what we should say? I'm blessed. blessed. Amen. Now I need a blessing. How do you need a blessing when you are blessed? Right. Amen doesn't mean we don't need anything. I know sometimes we we say that, but we need to understand, amen. The Bible says blessings, glory to God, are on the head of the righteous. And you're the righteousness of God. (laughs) I may not have hair on my head, I got blessings on that bad boy. I tell you that right now. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Right. Amen. Amen. Who needs hair when you got blessings? <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. I'd rather have a bald head with blessings than an Afro like Michael Jackson and no blessings on my, you know, the old Michael Jackson. Okay. <laughs> the black Michael Jackson. God. <laughs> You started, you looked at me, <laughs> looking for clarification, the black Michael Jackson, <laughs> the, the off the wall Michael okay. Jackson. Gotcha. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. But but the Bible says blessings are on the head of the righteous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the Bible says that blessings like will come upon us and overtake us. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? So these are the things that we have. We're blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed as we come, blessed as we go. Yes. These are the things we have to embrace and say, "I'm blessed. I'm blessed with faithful Abraham." Yes. So now, so but 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 God told Abram though, right? Get thee out, get thee from, <laughs> and get thee to, mm-hmm. and that's something that we have to understand. So now. So so let's go back a little bit from here into um, chapter 11 and um, go go to verse number 27. It says, now these are the generations of Terah. That's Abraham's father. Terah begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran begat Lot, and Haran died before his father Terah in the land of his nativity in the Ur of the Chaldees. And Abram and Nahor took them wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarah, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. And it says that Sarah was barren and had no child. And in verse 31, it says, And Terah took Abram his son, and Lot the son of Haran, his son's son. So it was his grandson, right? Mm -hmm. And Sarah his daughter-in-law son Abram's wife, and they went forth with them unto Ur of the Chaldees to go to the land of Canaan. And they came unto Haran and dwelt there. Mm-hmm. And the days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Something interesting, a couple of interesting things here. One, Abram, he, he, his native land was Ur of the Chaldees, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Ur of the Chaldees was a city... In Mesopotamia, where and I have to get this description right, because one scholar said that the Ur of the Chaldees, um, was um, a land that, how to say, the riches, right? That that the riches it contained riches beyond imagination. Ah. Wow! Right, and and that that was the the area of the Chaldees. And Ur was the wealthiest city in the region. Wow. And so, and so one of the things we gotta understand is that Abram left wealth. Mm-hmm. He left a very advanced city. In other words, he left a place that it would have been easy to want to stay. Right. How many of you if, you know if if you're doing well where you are? and God calls you to go do something else, many times we don't want to do it because this thing works, this thing is comfortable, we're, we're successful here, we're thriving here, oh, yeah. and we want to stay there. Mm-hmm. And see, that's a test of our faith, right? That if God calls you from a place in which you are thriving, in which you things are working out well, because listen, it's easy... Easier if God tells you to leave a place where you're busted, disgusted and nothing's going right. And he says, you know what? Leave here. You go, I I, I can't wait to leave here because nothing's working for me here. Right. Right? But if things are working for you, where you are, Mm -hmm. that job is working. That that community is working Your house is working you know, In terms of that you like it and everything else And God said I want you to leave that right. Oh that becomes a different story right. And so I think one on. of the things we have to Understand because we often talk about Abram being called out But you have to understand where He was being called from mm-hmm. Because it gives you a better idea mm-hmm. Of the level of his Faith right. because he could easily Said no 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 I want to stay Right here But he didn't. And he left. Now, what's interesting, though, is this. That it tells us in verse 31 that Terah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his son's son. And it says they were going to Canaan. Mm -hmm. They were on their way to Canaan. But they stopped in Haran. Right. And Terah died there. And so... Abram, so he's like, well, who said what to who? I mean, was terror leading leading him to? <laughs> uh-huh. And the Bible doesn't say, but I do believe we get a, a clue in in Genesis chapter 12, verse number one, where it says, now the Lord had said unto Abram. Uh-huh. Had said. It's told as if, you know, he... He had said, like, he didn't just now say it. He had yeah, he said it. Told him. He mm-hmm. had already told him. And, and 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 it could well be that the reason why Terah took Abram and Lot and, 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 and Sarah but didn't take Nahor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was Abram maybe told him, Listen, Dad, I got to go to Canaan. <laughs> <laughs> Amen? But certainly, God had put something on Abram's heart. Right right? And Abram is on his way with his dad, with his wife, with his nephew. And then they get stopped in Haran. Doesn't say how long they were there, but they were there long enough, Mm -hmm. right? Where they dwelt there for a while and Terah actually died there. But how many of you know, just because of that, just because there's a delay or disruption in your journey, doesn't mean God's command or instruction to us mm-hmm. has changed wow. right the yeah. instruction is still in place amen mm-hmm. i think about that and i don't want i don't want you to get nervous babe but <laughs> god but do you remember mm-hmm. how many years ago when god told us both to learn spanish yep now I I told folks that during this pandemic, I'll take my Spanish. I take my Spanish lessons every week, right? Several times a week. I'm up there learning Espanol. Yep. Yep. (laughs) And even though, and here's the thing. Haven't we done some fits and starts with it? Yes, we have. We've we've gone that way. We did Rosetta Stone. We took classes at community college. And then we start, we start, we start, we start. And here's the thing. Just because we start, we start, we start, we start, God's not going to go, okay, forget it, forget it, forget it. You don't have to do it. No. If God said do it, how many of you know? That commandment stays there on your life. How many things have God told you to do that you started but you might have stopped? Mm -hmm. And if you stopped and stopped and you are now comfortable in your stopping, don't be. Because God's word is still over your life commanding you to get that thing done. Amen. So just because... Abram and his family stopped at Haran didn't mean that what God had said in terms of get thee out, and he was calling him into the land of Canaan, didn't mean that Abram was off the hook. Amen. Didn't mean that Abram was off the hook. And so Abram, um, he now leaves. Amen. Uh, uh, it says in verse four that he departed as the Lord has spoken unto him, Lot went with him. And he departed out of Haran, and he came uh, into the land of Canaan. Now, let's go to chapter 13. But now we see that Abram, in chapter 13, verse 1, it says he comes out of Egypt. He went to Egypt because there was a famine in the land. So think about now, Abram, (laughs) with all this wealth, coming from wealth, and again when it says he came with all his substance right mm-hmm. like he took a lot with him mm-hmm. right and, and, uh, and he took all his substance mm-hmm. he had some possessions mm-hmm. he wasn't poor no right but then he comes in, 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 into the land and immediately there's a, <laughs> there's a famine in the land <laughs> can you imagine how he must have felt i just left urna and then i go into heron and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. And now I come on here in the Canaan, ain't nothing going on up in here. <laughs> it's a famine, right? And so now he goes down to Egypt. Mm-hmm. And when he went down to Egypt, and, but watch the blessing on his life. He goes down to Egypt and he says to, he says to Sarah, because Sarah was beautiful. And he said to Sarah, he said, You too beautiful. They're gonna, they're gonna want to take you from me if they know I'm your husband. Right. So we need to tell him that tell them that you're my sister. Right. And so that's what they did. And so they went into Egypt and he said, This is this is my this is my sister. And, and you look at verse 14, they go into Egypt. Uh, and she's very beautiful. Verse 15, the princes. Also, Pharaoh saw her and commended her before Pharaoh. They went back to Pharaoh and said, You need to bring her into the palace. And and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. But look what happened. And he entreated Abraham well for her sake. So, he and what did he do? He got sheep and oxen and donkeys and men servants and maid servants and female donkeys and camels. And then when Pharaoh found out that that was his wife, not his sister, he said, Why did you do that? He said, get out of here. But watch this. And he told him, and take everything with you. Mm -hmm. So, come on, somebody. Now, nobody, the Bible does not condone Abram not telling the truth. Right. Right. But it it lets us know that you can be a person of faith and you're not perfect. right? Right? And we don't have to act like we're perfect. David wasn't perfect. Moses wasn't perfect Abram wasn't perfect the only one who was perfect was Jesus Mm -hmm. Right, and we stand in His place, right because we're in him So we don't have to try to act all perfect Mm -hmm. And so now he leaves and he has all these all this material he has all he has even more uh, uh, Possessions and so we get to verse 13 It says Abram comes out of Egypt he and his wife and all he had and Lot was with him And they come into the south and Abram was very rich in cattle and silver and in gold. Amen. Now, I don't know how much God added to Abram after he left Ur of the Chaldees and everything else. But I do know this. Apparently, he didn't lose anything. No, he didn't. And so many times we think that when God tells us to do something, he's trying to take something from us. Mm-hmm. God's trying to get things to us. All right. He's not trying to take anything from me. God is not a taker. He's a giver. God so loved the world that he gave. He is the biggest giver we'll ever know. Amen. Um, And so, Abram didn't lose anything. That's the thing we have to understand. We're not going to lose out by following God. Now, does that mean that sometimes you don't take a step back? God bless you. you. No, it doesn't mean that. Amen. God could call you to leave wealth and everything else and then you may find yourself in egypt temporarily yeah. or you might find yourself mm-hmm. in the famine temporarily but in the end god is a giver and yes. god is a provider and as we obey god we will always have more than enough amen amen um and so abram was very rich but here's the thing that i that, that, that i love right in verse 2, it says he was very rich in cattle and silver and in gold. Now, what I love about that is because so many times we get so spiritual when we talk about rich and being rich. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so so many Christians don't want to talk about money in that kind of a way because right. it's almost like they're being carnal. Right. And so they change scriptures like this until he was rich spiritually. No... Wow. That's not what it says. That's not what it says. He was rich in stuff. Uh Cattle is not spiritual. Amen. Silver is not spiritual. And gold is not spiritual. Abram was rich in possessions. Yes. Right? And that's why the scripture, and I think it's in 2 Corinthians, I believe it's 2 Corinthians chapter 8, where it says that, uh, I believe it's 2 Corinthians chapter 8, maybe verse 9 or where it says that that we know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that though he were rich, yet he became poor, that we through his poverty might be made rich. Oh. And we talk about that, and some people talk about oh that's spiritually rich and all that. But I I believe that when when Paul was talking about that, he was talking about that in is that right? Is that yes. Second Corinthians chapter? Eight? He was talking about that in in the connection of giving. Giving. Mm-hmm. Of giving to the church, of giving money oh, to the church. Right. And so, you know, this idea again, we have to stop with letting the devil deceive us and talk us out of our blessings. Uh-huh. Don't let him talk you into the you need to try to get blessed. You are blessed. And yes, we're enriched spiritually, but God blessed Abraham materially. Oh, yes. He made him rich. The blessing of the Lord does what? Make, Make us rich. rich. And he has has no no sorrow sorrow. with it, right? The the psalmist said that God daily loads us with benefits. Know what that says to me? I'm loaded. (laughs) (laughs) Glory to God. Amen. But we have to embrace those types of things, Mm -hmm. right? And stop trying to be so spiritual that we talk ourselves out of stuff. But watch this too. Abram is rich in things, in cattle and silver and in gold. He takes his journey. He, He goes on. And it says um, in verse 5, And Lot also, which went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. Mm -hmm. And this is what I love, see, because I remember back uh, a few years ago, I was talking to someone, and I said to them, and and again, someone may find this offensive, and they may offend your spiritual sensibilities. But I I remember I was talking to someone years ago, and I was telling them, they they were in our church, and I wasn't trying to keep him in the church because mm-hmm. Lord knows, listen, that's between you and the Lord, amen? Mm-hmm. I'm not getting into that. You know, if you, think, if you believe the Lord led you here, then you be here. If you think the Lord's leading you on, then leave. Mm-hmm. ain't up to me. I'm not going to try to hey, do anything because mm-hmm. I want you to be in the will of the Lord more than anything else. But I was telling this person, I said, look, this is the way I see it. I'm blessed. And God's going to continue to bless me Again, somebody might have trouble with that right there. But here's what I said. And as God blesses me, those who are close to me are going to get blessed too. Amen. That's it. Why? Again, because I feel like this. I look at the word of God. I look at Psalm 23. What does it say about my cup? My cup runneth over. over. Now, Uh think about this. Think about if you and I are at a restaurant. Uh I'm sitting here and someone else is sitting next to me. And the waitress comes and starts pouring my drink, lemonade, whatever. Mm -hmm. And she got distracted and kept pouring and pouring and pouring. What's going to happen? It's my cup, but you're sitting at the same table with me. Mm -hmm. Chances, when that overflows, it doesn't overflow in one direction. Right. It'll overflow and it's going and water moves. All Liquid right. moves I'm affect somebody else. And so it's going to go And it's going to touch who's ever close to me Yes Right? Amen. That's an overflowing cup Amen. And so if my cup runneth over I'm just talking Scripture. <laughs> if you're close to me You're going to get some too <laughs> Glory to God Amen? If you're close To me, you're going to get some too Right So, so Look at this Abram was rich, and Lot got some too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because his cup ran over. So now both of them are rich. Yes. And they're so rich, right, in verse 6, it says that the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together, for their substance was great. Mm. So they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanite and Perizzite dwelled in the land. That last part letting us know. People who don't like them was in the land. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, they're both blessed. Glory to God. They're both blessed. And there's strife among them. And what God is saying is, listen, listen, listen. Mm. If I bless you, right? If I bless you. Don't be fighting among yourselves because there's already people around you who don't like you in the first place. And they want to just come in and swoop your stuff. Wow. You guys got to make sure you stay in harmony so that you're aware of the folk around you who don't like it. you. Glory oh. to God. Amen. Yeah. Right. So, so, so there's yeah. strife between them. And the Bible tells us, and the Canaanite and Perizzite dwelled in the land. Let us know. And folk who don't like them, watching them fighting and the squabbling. Oh, my. And going and ready to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Amen. We can't be fighting each other. Amen. And so anyway, verse eight, and Abram said to Lot, let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and your herdmen, for we be brethren. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If you will take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if you depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes, and behold, all the plain of the Jordan was well watered everywhere, this is before the Lord had destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Even at the garden of the Lord was this land. And as he comes into Zoar, and Lot chose him that land. Mm-hmm. And he went that way. And Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan. And Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent toward Sodom. Mm-hmm. So we see how how Abram resolved the strife. Mm -hmm. He was the bigger person Yes Abram Is Lot's uncle He was older than him And at this time in particular He you know Was worthy of the respect Of his nephew And he could have pulled rank On his nephew
1: But he didn't
0: This is the grace of God And we're going to touch on this in a second As we get ready to close This is the grace of God even though he, Abram, could have pulled rank, he didn't. That's one of the things that we have to learn. Man, we have to become more gracious as people of God. Mm-hmm. That not, all, not always asserting our rights. Not always making sure we get taken care of. Making sure somebody doesn't take advantage of us. See, if you trust God, you know something. If God be for me. Who can be against me? Amen. You know something. You don't always have to fight and scratch and claw to make sure you get what's yours. Amen. Right? You can be like April. Full of grace. What do you want? What do you want? I can pull rank on you. You know that, right? I can tell you where to go. You know that, right? I'm not going to do that. What do you want? What do you want? If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. You just tell me. That's grace right there. Mm-hmm. That's faith right there. That's saying something. Mm-hmm. Whatever you choose, God's got me. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Whatever you choose, God's got me. I don't have to mm-hmm. fuss and fight with you. I don't have to worry that you're going to take the biggest cookie. Because you can take the biggest cookie, God will give me a cookie factory. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. So you choose. You choose what you want. I don't have to fight and, and scratch and claw with you over the promotion. You want the promotion, God's going to give me the department. God's going to give me the company. And you want the position. <laughs> Glory to God. That's grace. Amen. Amen. And now watch this. And watch how grace works. Verse 14. And the Lord said unto Abram, When? After that lot was separated from him. <laughs> Sometimes folk got to get away from you before God really starts blessing you. Right. Amen. Amen. You might be flowing right now, but there could be some people around you that's stopping the flow from being like a river in your life. So now after that lot was separated from him, God says to Abraham, Abraham, lift up now your eyes. What do you mean lift up now? <laughs> now that that guy is gone, God. <laughs> now that that nephew of yours is gone (laughs) lift up now your eyes amen Amen. some of us need to hear that from God amen now that Tyrone out of your life (laughs) not my nephew Tyrone no not him Tyrone good guy amen not that Tyrone but you know now that Pookie out of your life (laughs) lift up now your eyes amen (laughs) Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Lift up now your eyes and look from a place where thou art, and watch this. Look where? Look northward, southward, <laughs> eastward, and westward. How many of you know? There's no other no no other place to look. I know. <laughs> he said, "Look everywhere around wow. you, and what for all the land which you see, <laughs> I'm going to give it to you." Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> know what that means? <laughs> Even the land that Lot chose for (laughs) himself Glory to God This is how grace works Amen Mm -hmm. And grace and faith go together Remember what what Paul talked about when he was talking about Abraham He said Therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace Yeah See? See when you're operating by faith It's by grace Then things come to you that it might be by grace Yeah Right it is by grace that we're saved through faith. Grace and faith are, are going to be together. If you, if you and I are walking in faith, then the grace of God is on us. Amen. Amen. The undeserved favor and power of God operating in our life. So and so now Lot goes, and Abram is left, and God said, "Look up now, the, your eyes." And he said, "Look everywhere, mm-hmm. and everywhere belongs to you." To you. So what are some of the lessons we can take from Abraham? One, from Abraham. One, God often calls us to leave the familiar, right? He calls us, get thee out, get thee from, get thee unto. Amen. What does that mean? That means then that faith requires a willingness to change, right? Faith requires a, 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 a willingness to change. Many of us right now want something different in our lives but do you have a willingness to change? And, and the idea of wanting something different, but doing the same thing doesn't work. And it's not, it's not how faith works. It, it, it takes a willingness to change. You may have to change environment, you may have to change habits, you may have to change your schedule, you may have to change your diet, you may have to change what you're doing, how you're thinking, you may have to change your friendships, you may yeah. have to change what you watch on TV. It, it, it faith requires change right and it requires a willingness to change abram was willing to change amen and it takes a willingness to change willingness is so important baby and we we don't often talk about willingness right we often Mm -hmm. talk about obedience but god said if you are willing and And obedient you'll eat the good of the land not just obedient you have to be willing too many people are obedient, but they grumble in their obedience. God got me up getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Why are you grumbling? Right. You're not willing to get up? If you're just getting up, you say, I'm being obedient. Yeah, but are you willing? Right. God said, you must be willing and obedient. obedient, and then you'll eat the good of the land. He doesn't want you just doing what he says. He wants you doing it willingly. Right. Because that's a heart condition. If you're willing and obedient, God is always concerned about what... We're willing to do, do. right? Uh, the Bible says that God is at work in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It's, good pleasure. it's not just the doing. Right. He's in us both to will and to do. Mm-hmm. He's working on our obedience, but he's also working on our willingness. Right. Amen. And so we have to be willing to make a change. We have to be willing to do something different. The other thing we have to understand is this, that you and I can't stay where we are and move onward or upward with God at the same time. It's just impossible. So that again, it's, a, it's about change. We have to be willing to change and we have to know that if we're going to move forward with God, by definition, that means we just can't stay where we are. We can't stay where we are sometimes physically. We can't stay where we are spiritually or emotionally Some of us, you know, that that anger stuff that you got going on, time to stop. That quick trigger, anger, you get mad, you got flashpoint, boom, you mad the minute somebody says something to you that you don't like, it's time for that to stop. Amen? Be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Why? Because the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. That's word. Amen? There are things that, that we have to change. Amen? We can't stay where we are. Abram couldn't stay In Ur of the Chaldees. He couldn't stay in Haran. He couldn't stay there. He couldn't stay in Egypt. Mm -hmm. Amen. Um, God is calling in and calling. So we got to understand that. The other thing um, is that, uh, as we talked about it before, we can't be afraid of losing in our dealings with God. Mm -hmm. Not going to happen, right? So don't try to hold on to your stuff. Don't try to hold on to your position. You know, um, You know, years and years ago, right? Um, and I just say this because it's the glory of God. So, so please take it this way. You know, I left a really, really good job that people was like, man, what's the matter with you? You know, I'm working for the Major League Baseball Players Association. What's the matter with you? Right? And I leave that job because God was calling me out yes. of that job. I want to right into something else, and God's been faithful. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right, if God's calling you to something, please understand whatever God is calling you to is better than where you are. Yes. Right now, Amen. Amen. The, the other thing, Amen, was uh, that faith and grace. You know, just just understand that faith and grace go together. If you're a faith person, you're a grace person. Amen. If you're a faith person, you're a grace person. Which mean and grace is gentle. Grace doesn't try to get its way and, and, and elbow people out. Amen. Grace knows. Amen. Grace. Grace. Jesus said uh, when he says, um, "Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest." Um, you know, in the message version, it talks about that he will teach us the unforced rhythms of grace. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Grace has an unforced rhythm. Amen. You don't got to force it. Amen. I don't got to force my way on you and everything else if I'm operating in grace. It has an unforced rhythm. Amen. What does that mean? I'm going to get mine when it's time for me to get mine. And nobody can do anything about it because, amen, if I'm a person of faith, I'm a person of grace. And that grace has an unforced rhythm. Amen. I don't have to squeeze it. I don't have to do anything. It's just going to flow like this. And at the appropriate time. It's gonna come into my life, amen, amen, amen. Um, and so we see these lessons from Abraham's life. He was gracious. He said to Lot, "You choose. i not fight. You choose." Amen. And so when we talk about building a foundation of faith, I believe, you know, looking at Abram, who's the father of the faith, we learn so much, amen. And 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 we learn that that we can trust God, amen, mm-hmm. uh, and and that. As we go along, that the faithfulness of God, he's going to demonstrate that um, in our lives. Amen. Amen. And so we want to continue to build this foundation of faith. Because again, right now where we are, especially, we need it all the time to just live by faith. We need it all the time. But especially right now. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, you think about all the things that are going on in this world right now with you know, still the virus. Mm-hmm. And who knows? With the protests in the street, we have the protests in the street. Mm-hmm. We have all kinds of stuff going on in our politics, man. Um, and, you know, but with the protests in the street, we've been talking about it. You know, so many people are out there, a lot have masks on, but a lot don't. Oh, yeah. And so what is that going to mean for the virus? How does Aye. that intersect? That's mm-hmm. still to be determined. We have We have millions and millions of people who are unemployed. Mm-hmm. We have millions and millions of businesses that are, have, have closed and everything else. I mean, there's there's so much going on right now. And if we're going to move forward mm-hmm. and thrive in the midst of this, and don't believe you can't thrive in the midst of this, amen, it's going to be by faith. Amen. Amen. So we got to build that foundation of faith. And God, amen, Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, is helping us to do it. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. amen. Praise God. We're going to get on up out of here. Amen. Uh looks like it's about to rain. Yeah. But, but we praise God for it. Rain in my soul, Lord. Come on, sing it, babe. Rain in my soul. Rain in my soul, Lord. Rain in my soul. One of these days, I'm going to get my wife to sing. Amen. <laughs> praise the Lord. Amen. That is, Lord, that, that's my prayer. Amen. I'm coming boldly before the throne of grace. Amen, that I may obtain mercy and find grace to help my wife to sing in time of need. That's scripture, babe. Yes, it is. Glory oh, God. Amen. All right, let's pray tonight. Amen. <laughs> praise the Lord. Father, we bless you and yes, we Father. praise you in the name of Jesus Christ. We just thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, oh God, for building us up in our faith by Uh, showing us faithful abraham father may we heed the word that you shared with us on tonight in the name of jesus christ and may we grow in faith oh god heeding your word not being afraid god to to leave where we are and to go where you are showing us knowing oh god that wherever you are bringing us is better than where we are right now. And Father, we bless you and thank you for it in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you, that God, that we are not struggling to be blessed, we are not striving to be blessed, but we are already blessed with faithful Abraham. And our cups runneth over. And, Father, we thank you, God, that the blessing of the Lord makes us rich. And so, Father God, let us be strong in the faith, strong in the Lord, and in the power of your might. Let us, O God, fear not, but believe only. Let us, O God, look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And, Father God, let us grow strong in faith, that, Father God, that we may do those things that you are calling us to do at this hour. Yes, In whatever portion of the vineyard that you have called us to and father we thank you we bless you and we praise you for it now god seal the word that you have spoken into our hearts oh god seal it in our hearts our minds and our spirit and father let us walk it out in the coming days weeks months and years and father we give you praise in advance for the transformation that you have worked in our lives on this night and we give you praise For all that you're going to continue to do. We claim it now by faith. We love you tonight. We bless you tonight. We praise you tonight. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Praise God. God bless you tonight. Have a good night. And we pray to see you on Sunday. Amen. Amen. Maybe then my wife will be singing. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen.